The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Wednesday the 19th of December. In your Squiz today, a report into Russian interference on social media during the 2016 presidential election. Drownings near Coffs Harbour. Majak Dor is in hospital. And Bambi for criminals. This is your Squiz today. So we might only have three editions of the Squiz left to publish this year, Claire, but we're still tackling the big news items. Today, a US Senate Intelligence Committee report claims Russia messed extensively across all big social media platforms during the 2016 presidential election. Yeah, we're not really slowing down quite yet, and neither no. is the news. So no. uh, it, we keep on going. And yes, we push uh, through. <laughs> a couple of big reports. It's been a big issue this year. Lots of investigating um, by the Congress. Um, there's a lot of committees and a lot of fallout from that 2016 presidential election. But this particular focus on the social media platforms, you don't have to think back far to remember Mark Zuckerberg and plenty of other of the tech CEOs have had to come and give evidence about exactly what went down on their platforms during that election, whether Russia did get in and tamper with things to try and sway the election, um, the theory being that uh, there was some pro-Trump elements um, to these campaigns. And really that question still remains to be answered about whether the campaign outcome was influenced by that activity. So the report didn't actually determine whether the election was influenced, but more just what happened on those platforms? Yeah, there were a couple of of reports looking at different things about exactly what went down. But the observations that have been made is that the data and information provided by uh, those social media companies and companies like Google, uh, that there wasn't enough to really come to much conclusion. But there's still questions, certainly in the mind of, of this committee, about then whether uh, these companies are able to tackle it in the future. Yeah, and interestingly, Twitter's warned users about activity from what it thinks could be state-sponsored actors. Yeah, from China and Saudi Arabia, and they, uh, their share price um, took a battering over that news. It was down 8% over um, two or three days from Friday to when that news broke. Uh, back here, two men are dead and a third is missing off a beach near Coffs Harbour, Claire. It's believed one of those men was the father of three teenagers. The teenagers were saved, thankfully. Um, emergency services found the kids in distress 300 metres from shore. Yeah, an unpatrolled beach. Yeah, yeah. and a beach uh, that locals say is a very dangerous one, and particularly with quite a bit of rain. Uh, there's a creek that feeds into it, and apparently it was really raging on Monday night when this happened. Mm, so sad. Um. Uh, a bit of a political rap to really change tone, starting with uh, the announcement by Andrew Broad that he won't contest the next election. And yesterday, New South Wales Labor Party's headquarters were raided by ICAC. Yeah, lots of sort of presumptions and reports about what it's about. Of course, these investigations uh, don't really come out into the light until uh, something comes of it, if something comes of it. But yes, uh, investigators from New South Wales, ICAC, uh, raided Labor's New South Wales Sydney office, and it's believed to be in relation to a Chinese Friends of Labor fundraising dinner that was held last year and attended by Bill Shorten. Uh, and it's about... A 
apparently uh, accusations of undisclosed or illegal donations to the party. So who knows if something comes of that? We might hear later. We might hear later. ICAC is the Independent Commission Against Corruption. Just another acronym for you. Yeah, store that away. Majak Dor, who is the first Sudanese-born AFL footballer, he plays for North Melbourne, is leading the news in Victoria after breaking at least one hip and fracturing other bones on Monday night. There's a really um, straight-up-and-down report in The Australian this morning off the front page about what might have happened to him. Uh, apparently on Monday night, according to this report, he fought with his girlfriend and then took medication and drove um, to Melbourne's Balti Bridge where he abandoned his car, um, the alert was raised by other motorists and he was found in the water 25 metres below and he's now in hospital in a stable condition. But um, reading that report and other reports, um, lots of people saying that he was under intense pressure this year with um, just the fact of making it in football um, as a professional footballer. He's Sudanese-born as well. He's the first Sudanese AFL footballer. Um, and also with lots of spotlight on that community in Melbourne, the pressure's been pretty intense for him. Yeah, lots of discussion about mental health in the AFL. And still on sport, Australia yesterday took out the second test against India, played in Perth. A lot of discussion about the on-field chat as Foxtel, for the first time this test series, left the microphones on the stumps between balls and captured some of the sledging between captains. Yeah, and I know you got into the cricket um, a little bit more than I have at the start of this year, but I understand that there was um, certainly some of the broadcasters um, not actually having the commentators talk between um, between balls. They that were was just listening. Yes. Yeah, they were just listening Channel, to... Um, Channel 7 turned the mics off between balls, but Foxtel right. went the other way and, and had them on for the full over. Yeah, and certainly what um, Tim Payne, who's Australia's captain and um, India's... Um, um, Virat Kohli had to say was that, look, they didn't cross any lines, that it was a fairly competitive kind of um, game, that they're certainly, you know, doing what cricketers do, which is just niggle at each other and trying to get under each other's skin, that there was no swearing. Um, but certainly when you look at um, all the recent attention and the ongoing attention on our team's culture and how they sort of front up and play the game, it's certainly something that's going to get a lot more uh, scrutiny, I would imagine, over the coming um, weeks and months, but I, the quote that really got me, um, Collie had said to Payne um, as he was out batting that basically, you know, Collie was saying about Payne, um, this guy, you know, he's going to lose it. We're going to be two nil up in the series and Payne sledge about, you know, you've got a bat first big head. Um, <laughs> just sounded like something from a primary school playground. I think there's a lot of people who are just getting a lot of entertainment out of it, but it's certainly, certainly, um, divisive as to whether within, within the players as well as to whether they should have the mics on or not. Mm. But- Big head's going to be my new favourite favorite derogatory yeah. term, I think, going forward. <laughs> and one man in the US has been given one year's jail for illegally poaching deer. And also, I'll let you tell it. Well, he's been uh, told by the judge that as part of that, he has to watch Bambi, the Disney movie, <laughs> at least once a month going <laughs> going forward into his sentence. I who knew that? So good. Who knew that Disney had such um, you know sort of reforming powers of criminals? But there you go. Oh. I'm all for creative punishment. I think that's brilliant. (laughs) Can you just imagine him in his cell Uh watching Bambi? It's just great. 
Uh, what's the subject line? Welcome to the Hotel California. Um, not for any grim reason. Uh, it's a bit of a stretch, this one. I was thinking about what songs have fantastic uh, guitar solos and, you know, shredding, you know, the guitar as you go because our squiz sayings today is about UPS the delivery people in the United States, um, they got in trouble on Twitter yesterday when they suggested that parents could drop off the letters that their kids have written to Santa and they'd happy, happily shred them for them. Yeah, they were trying to have a bit of fun, weren't they? But it kind of backfired. I thought it was funny. But anyway, I thought it was funny too. I'm sure but so I know. Did, but no, I don't know. Got to be, got to have a straight up and down online persona when it comes to these sacred things around Christmas, I guess. Well, on that note, we've actually got another episode of Squiz Splains coming out today, the final in the series um, in partnership with Commonwealth Bank. Uh, this one is actually about Christmas. Uh, we'll take you through some of our Christmas traditions, where they come from, how other countries around the world celebrate. Uh, so check that out uh, via the Squiz Today email or on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we also give you some recommendations on the podcast books, TV series, movies, recipes we liked this year. Thanks for listening to the Squiz Today podcast. We'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more, and get a great discount, visit nordvpn.com forward slash squiz today.